All right. Hello, and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout-out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area catering to professional-level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen, sonic as in supersonic.com. Where I really want to go talking about in the pre-roll of this episode is just giving you an update of really what's happened over the last just a little over a month now. So August 22nd, I got my carpets cleaned in Seattle. It was funny because a lot of my stuff, I actually moved out to my, my patio outside. I had my computer set up. And I was actually, you know, working on it outside while the cleaning guy was cleaning my carpets, which was cool. And then later that day, drumroll, I donated blood, which was super cool. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is, I feel a little rusty, which is okay. Because you just, you know, you get back up on the horse, you start walking again. And, well, you don't walk on a horse, you start riding. So here we are, August 23rd, my apartment was empty. It was a pretty stressful day, just packing things up. The weeks leading up to that moment were stressful. Trying to get rid of things, planning logistics, but it all happened seamlessly and super quick. I was co-hosting our Zoom church, literally, (laughs) while I was running the PowerPoint slides. I was making food, I was still packing, (laughs) miraculously, and it worked. Church went well. Church ended. My friend arrived within 20 minutes. We packed up his trailer, and then he went off. I was like, where am I going to sleep? Because my bed is gone. There was literally nothing in my apartment that I was going to take with me. Well, okay, only a few things that I was going to pack into my car. So I was like, hmm. I was fortunately able to stay with my sister that night. The next morning, I woke up, had to go back to the apartment to basically check out. I had to clean a few things because, you know, I didn't do it perfectly. (laughs) My car was all packed up. My fern Riley was in the passenger seat. And basically, off we went. Got like 60 ounces of coffee, hit the road. Had to make a few stops, but we were on the road. So this is now August 24th when we left Seattle. That night, I stayed in Twin Falls, Idaho, (laughs) in a hotel room with my friend who was moving me, and he had two helpers with him. (laughs) It was was a great time. A really interesting time. The next day, we hit the road again. I stayed in Colorado. I actually pitched my tent in my dad's backyard, which he probably thought was a little weird, But I was actually excited to do it because I actually got to set up my tent like a few weeks before that. And I was like, so I'm ready. And boy, it was tough to unpack everything. Those guys, they left. I'm super grateful that they were able to help. 
my dad was asleep while I moved everything inside. And I finally got to bed like three afters hour after I got there, being able to pitch my tent. He has a water spigot connected to a well because he lives on a farm. I was able to brush my teeth with that water. It's super calcium rich water, which is okay. It just tastes a little funny. The next day I got up and said farewell to him. See you later. Headed off. I, I actually, I'm grateful that I got to see see family that day, see see a friend, a couple friends. Not too many because, you know, COVID. I was very, very careful about where I went, who I saw and what I did. I was able to stay with my sister and I got to meet her dog, which <laughs> her dog is super cute. She's a yellow lab. Her name is Birdie. And when I met her, my heart just like flew away <laughs> with her. <laughs> Even before I met her, because she's just a super cute dog. Hit the road the next day. It was actually funny because I stopped at a gas station. And in the bathroom, this guy struck up conversation with me. He was like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia. He's like, I just came from there. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, Colorado. And I'm like, wow, I just drove through there. It was super cool. He gave me some like pointers on where to live and stuff. And it's just cool to meet people, you know. That night I stayed with family in Missouri. Actually, the next few days, I, j I was just like, you know what? I need to rest. I could go like explore, but I just need to rest. And actually staying with family is really super sweet because, <laughs> yeah, I know you might be super bored right now, but thank you for listening. I got to Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville's a cool place. I actually saw a friend from college there. We got coffee. And then I explored. I went to the to the Parthenon. It's like a museum. It was cool. I was just like, yeah, let's let's kind of hang out for a little bit. Get a little of the culture. I had some I went to this chicken place. I got some chicken that was like probably the best hot chicken. Spicy and hot chicken, like temperature hot and then spicy hot that I'd ever had. It was a great experience until I got some of the spiciness in my eye once I was done. And I was like, oh, man, this is all great until that happened. And then I hit the road. Well, actually, before I hit the road, I rode my longboard for a little bit, like my skateboard. A longboard is a skateboard, but it's like the wheels aren't as hard as skateboard wheels and it's made more for cruising and instead of tricks like a skateboard is. In the short amount of time that I was doing that, there was so much sweat just like on my arm. It was unbelievable. Just like these giant beads, giant droplets, not to gross you out. I don't think that's really gross because, you know, everybody sweats. I was just like, this is cool. So I turned the air conditioning on and then I started driving. I drove to Atlanta. I arrived. I actually stayed with my friends just north of Atlanta. They're friends from college. I got to stay with them for a week while I actually figured out, okay, where am I going to live? Because that was one of the two details that I that had not unfolded, and it was getting a little nerve-wracking. And <laughs> I felt kind of bad because when you're just kind of sitting and taking up space, you, you self-guilt yourself a lot, or you just feel this giant weight of guilt and condemnation. And it stinks. But there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, which is great, even though the world is going to continuously throw condemnation at you. 
my friends weren't throwing condemnation at me. It was just this, you know, this thought, this like cloud that passed over my head that kept staying there. And I was like, go away so I can see the sun. And, you know, it's like one of those storms. You just got to got to press through, you know. After that week of, you know, drinking coffee, watching Netflix, sending emails of trying to find places to live, I actually found like this near perfect place to live, which is where I'm at now. And I love it. And since that time, <laughs> I've gone to like five or seven different post offices, gone to Walmart a few times. I live like right next to a Walmart. I got a flat tire. I went to a fashion show. <laughs> it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been slow getting acquainted with the place. Just the other day, I, I got plugged into this new church and met church people. And I was like, this is a relief. It wasn't like a church service. It was like an outdoor, they had popsicles and coffee. It was just a bunch of people talking, socially distanced, wearing masks. And when I was talking to the pastor, he was like, you did a move. You moved during a pandemic. How's that? What's that like? And I was able to unpack that for a little bit. And I'm like, hmm, I, I really didn't think about that. The final mileage that I accrued Seattle to the new place that I live, basically, 3,176 miles. That's a lot. That's really a lot of mileage. Some quick thoughts, like, on the road, when you're driving, if you've ever gotten the experience to drive just, like, for a long time by yourself or with someone, like, road tripping. It was weird because I had Riley in my passenger seat, and I would talk to her every now and then. She obviously didn't talk back. She kept giving me the silent treatment, even though she loves me. She was also kind of a little upset, too, because I broke one of her fronds. When I tried putting her seatbelt on, and I'm just like, I want to keep you safe. <sighs> but we're better now. She loves it here. We have to find some insecticide because she's been getting pestered by some pests outside. I just saw today that, like, someone tried digging toward her roots and I'm like that's definitely not cool so I should like try to find something that can uh you know cover the dirt so nothing's trying to get in it yeah just pour cement on it no that would kill her and suffocate her again operation move to Georgia launched pretty well until we landed is what I have written uh, a lot of details I'm telling you Riley is two feet tall now she has so many new fronds. She's gone through like 10 or 20 already this year. And by go through, I mean they've uh, died or broken off or uh, like I've cut them off. I'm super grateful for conversations I've been able to have with people I've been here because when you're idle, when you feel like you're just taking up space and not really doing anything when in reality you are doing stuff like you zoom out on the big picture and you're like actually being productive when you say you're not it, it's been a kind of challenging month I would be lying if I said everything was perfect for example like I said my flat tire speaking of flat tires the last however so many minutes of me talking about all this I know it sounds flat and again thank you for listening so we'll try to make it not flat by what I have to say next, which is, if you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool I call a vocal diary. It's a place for me to process thoughts, explore stories, and post them for those who might be interested, hopefully just inspiring someone. 
I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. I'm doing it to help me process stuff. And by process, I mean exercise that creative outlet, which I recommend everybody try to do in some way or some form. I told someone the other day that, like, to be creative, you don't have to make a super shiny sandcastle with a super shiny garage, which inside of it has a super shiny sand Lamborghini. You can be creative by just pushing a bunch of sand together and just having, like, a pile. That's pretty creative. <laughs> That's cool. Episodes one and two of this talk about who I am. If you're like, who's this guy? Why am I listening? Maybe I want to know a little bit more about him. Quick disclosure that's going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. I'm a little weird too, but that's okay because we're all a little weird and we all need help. <laughs> so, here we go. To win books become a challenge. I've brushed more than a little bit on books in previous episodes and how I kept a, a book log for two years. That was really awesome. Then I moved to Seattle and kind of stopped doing that. It actually kind of quit, fell off track the September before I moved to Seattle. And then that first year of living in Seattle, it, it actually picked up a little bit more and then it fell off again. It's like having a discipline with anything. Stuff is hard, but if you don't do it, it's okay. If you set a goal and you don't achieve that goal, it's okay. I've said before that reading a book is like running to me. I don't really like running because running is hard. Putting one foot in front of the other really fast constantly while you have this voice in your head telling you to go faster is really hard. Like when you have a voice in your head that's telling you to read more and more and more. You have that thought, but you're also telling your thought to you. I want a quick jump back when I was talking about the conversation with my past, with, okay, my new pastor, right after he said, wow, you moved during a pandemic. Do you feel like you're in a crater? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. And actually thinking about that, I've been playing this game called Kerbal Space Program, which is a space flight simulation. It's really cool, by the way. You should play it. But I caution you, if you play it, you'll get stuck in its orbit for days. <laughs> when I was playing it, I actually I was trying to land on the moon, or the moon in that game. The moon is called the moon, and Earth is called Kerbin. I landed on the moon, right next to a crater. But just having that picture in my head of being in a crater, because you're idle, you're not really doing anything, you're kind of stuck for a little bit in this area that over time, you feel as comfortable, and then you kind of forget that you're, that there's like daylight outside. <laughs> anyway, books are challenging. Talking is challenging. Trying to have a conversation with a piece of metal. <laughs> Anything that you find is a challenge, whether it be driving 3,000 plus miles, knowing that you'll get through it, just having some type of faith to get you through it, not necessarily a spiritual faith, having faith in something like trusting that there will be a positive outcome in whatever it is you're doing. If it's running, you can tell yourself, I know this is good for me. Reading, like I would tell myself, I know this is good for me. Talking, I know this is good for me. Driving, I know this is good for me. Trying to get out of that crater, 
I know this will be good for me. I know this is good for me. And in the long run, I will be so much healthier that I'm not stuck in that crater. So it's okay. Hang in there. Push through. Don't let your challenges overcome you, but rather overcome your challenges yourself, which is truly possible if you put your mind to it, because our mind is a battlefield. To when I try to make peace with insects. When I wrote this, I originally thought of my sister teaching me to make peace with uh, spiders. <laughs> but then I, I think about Riley and how like I should, I should make peace with the fact that, you know, she's getting eaten alive. No, I should not be at peace with that. It's actually funny because I've gotten bit by a lot of insects while I've been here. It's so humid and muggy and I've just got sweet blood. I'll say it. My blood is sweet. It's lovely. So, so lovely. But please don't bite me. You know you see a spider and your first instinct is to just smash it? She taught me to not do that. I think last year or two years ago. I feel like it's been, you know, it's been healthy. <laughs> and as far as being eaten alive, yeah, eaten alive by insects, it's okay. Because, like, I got bug spray, you know? But I don't always remember to to use it. I could spray Riley with it, but that would probably not be good for her. And then, my housemate a week or two ago uh, found a cockroach right outside my my bedroom door. I've seen like three or four roaches since I've been here, and <laughs> what did I do? I got like a piece of cardboard and like some type of container, put the container over the roach on the wall, slid the slid the piece of it wasn't cardboard, it was chipboard. I slid it under the bowl or whatever, and then I asked my housemate to open the door so I could throw it out. And I did. So to all you insects out there, please stay out of our homes, because you scare us and you'll probably get smushed. <laughs> but try finding ways in life that you can make peace with things. I know it's hard, it stinks, but you can overcome it. You can overcome it. It's like trying and trying and trying to find a job, getting constant rejection. You know, you could one, you could give up, or you could keep trying and be at peace with the fact that if you don't get something, then you weren't meant to be there. Probably this last week or two, I've really been thinking about that more. You know, it's like there's a story, and in the story, you are meant to be in a certain place. So don't fret if... You feel like you're in the wrong place. Sit back, take a deep breath, and try to consider it. If you don't like it, put a bowl over it, and then slide a piece of cardboard under the bowl, and then throw it out. <laughs> That's all I got. I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. I'm so bad at this. That's so sad. That's such a sad thing to say. You're worth more than that. Thanks for listening. Yeah.